Hey, Asterios, do you remember Big Ed from the hit show <laughs> 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Before the 90 Days? And 90 Day The Single Life. I have a second question for you. Have, do you know what Menmo is? Menmo. You mean Memo? Menmo. Menmo? You mean Venmo? Venmo for men. <laughs> Hot. Well, Asterios, Menmo is like Cameo. It's a Cameo knockoff. And someone, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but someone bought us a Cameo from one of our favorite 90 day celebrities to celebrate our engagement as if we haven't suffered enough. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I, I have a hyperlink here. I've done my best not to see anything from it. I'm going to hit play, and this is the first time I'm seeing this Menmo from one of our 90-day favorites. Oh, my God. Asterios and Sriracha got engaged. Congratulations to you, Asterios and Sriracha, from the loudest podcast. You guys got engaged. Congrats from Big Ed. And, of course, Aunt, um, your, um, Sriracha's aunt. How cute. She's so proud of you guys. <laughs> Uh, maybe um, Big Ed should be invited to the wedding, huh? Uh-huh. I actually just got my uh, um, ordained ministry license. I can actually marry you if you want me to. Anyways, yeah, for guys, a fee. You can reach me at thisisbigged at gmail.com if you're interested. And maybe Big Ed should be listening to the loudest podcast. No, please don't. Great job, Aunt. You rule. And to Asterios and Sriracha, congratulations. And this is an example of a voicemail that's far too long. <laughs> when we tell you to keep these things short... That even applies to Big Ed. Okay, first of all, let's review this. First of all, I can't tell. Did my aunt actually buy that? I don't think she knows enough about technology to do that. But then again, I've I've been wrong before. So I think she might have actually bought that and sent it in. The, uh, I'm giving this exactly 50-50 odds. I've never heard of Menmo, but maybe boomers have. Maybe Menmo is running like a lot of Facebook ads. You maybe, know what I mean? Yeah, maybe that's like the discrepancy there. It's like cameos for millennials and Gen Zers. And what is it? Menmo is for boomers and Gen Xers. And then Fanster is for boomers <laughs> <laughs> and Gen Xers too. Maybe that's where it's coming from. Uh, I don't think Ed tried very hard on this cameo. I'm kind of upset. Uh, so first of all, can we please, please, please invite Big Ed? <laughs> now, you're saying this is a joke. I'm going to tell you what this is. I'm not. This is not a joke. Don't play Big Ed chicken with me. Because the next thing you know, he's marrying us. The next thing you know, you and I are cutting a check out of our personal savings to give to Big Ed to marry us. We're finding out what Big Ed's food preferences are. We're trying to find out, like, who can we seat with Big Ed that he's not going to, like, try to molest. No, Big Ed is sitting at our table. You know how the bride and groom sit at the front table? And Big Ed is sitting right there. So how about this? The table is just me, you, and Big Ed. Yeah, perfect. Just me, you, like, I love my large son. <laughs> just me, you, and the giant mayonnaise man that separates us. Sriracha. You really do have to be careful with this. I will invite Big Ed to ruin our wedding. I'll do it. I'll pay our money to get him to ruin our future. I wonder how much It's such great content. No, it would be amazing content. I wonder how much he charges like to visit a wedding because he seemed kind of serious about it in there. No, that was a genuine... No, he was genuinely trying to make the sale in that moment. That was fantastic. He was trying to look subtle about it. And he was uh, about as subtle as Big Ed can be. (laughs) Speaking of how much, how much does it cost to send a Menmo from Big Ed? Beats the shit out of me. Well, let me look this up. If I want to 
Send him book big ad. Oh, who else can I book? Murray from the Impractical Jokers. <laughs> Famed accused alleged murderess Carol Baskin. All right, guess how much Carol Baskin costs? $65. Higher? Uh, $85. Much higher. $2,000. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not that much higher. $250. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> to a sweet quarter of $1,000 for Carol Baskin. You can get David and Annie... William Hung? William Hung is coming in at a svelte $30, which I feel is appropriate. Who is William Hung? He's the guy who is like, she bangs, she bangs. Oh, wow. That's a vintage reference. David and Annie, how much are they? They're also from 90 Day. You're going to have to guess. $150. Lower. $90. Lower. $25. $57. And that's, it's a twofer. It's $23.50 each. Yeah, that means Big Ed cannot possibly be charging more than them. Because people like them. <laughs> Chum Lee. How much to get Chum Lee? Well, let's see here. Well, the guy that was on uh, American Idol for 23 seconds, <laughs> so what, two decades ago, he's charging, what, 27? It, look, William Hung is, ch is charging $30. But Chum Lee has been on Pawn Stars for like 14 seasons. Yeah, a show that's no longer on air. <laughs> Pawn Stars is off the air? They're not making new episodes of Pawn Stars. Because I don't think. Because of the pandemic? Because of the pandemic. The pandemic. <laughs> that's when they ran out of things to pawn. Dr. Fauci went down there and he's like, and he's like, I'll give you uh, five minutes to get out of business. And Joe Biden know. came down and coughed all over the merchandise. <laughs> you know, he coughed all over one of Hitler's Lugers. Okay. <laughs> Chumley, $120. Guess how much Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. Oh, that guy is so up his own ass. Have you ever heard any of those prank voicemails where people call the place and ask them for battle of course I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, listener, if you've not listened to them, please, please go on. You stop this podcast right now. Go on YouTube. Look up uh, Pawn Stars Place Battle Touch. <laughs> <laughs> because Rick answers and just is like, I bet you get no pussy, man. I get you, you get no. Is that what you're doing on a Friday night? If I were me, I'd be a fucking woman, but you're <laughs> sitting here calling me for battle no, I mean, he's not out fucking woman. He's working at the Pawn Stars pawn shop talking to a stranger about battle touch. It seems like no one's winning in this conversation. Yeah, I'm going to guess that Rick, $250. Here's what I like Chumley, 120 Rick, 129 Nice. Just $9, just a little bit more to show that he's the top dog, but not so much more that it's like ridiculous. Like if you're watching Pawn Stars, you're watching it for Chum Lee and the old man. Let's be honest. Yeah. But back to my initial question. How much for a Menmo from Big Ed? How many guesses do I get? And can, or are you going to tell me higher or lower? You get three guesses. Okay. I'll tell you higher or lower. Okay. Mm, this is a big one. Now, this this is hard to think about because I'm thinking about either my aunt spending this money, which I know she doesn't have, <laughs> or our listeners spending this money, which I triple know they don't have because they're all 14. How many hours at McDonald's is this going to be? Um, I'm going to guess. My first guess is $175. Lower. $130. Okay. Lower. And this is your final guess. I'm going to give you a little clue. It's a number Big Ed would pick. 69. That is exactly right. <laughs> Fuck you. A Menmo from Big Edward himself costs $69.00. Thank you to Sriracha's mom for spending almost 100 bucks 
It's not almost a hundred bucks. Seventy dollars isn't almost a hundred bucks. It's seventy percent of the way to a hundred. You count money like I count calories. Like I'll be like, okay, so I put in an ounce and a half of avocado. That's basically two ounces, and two ounces is two hundred and ten calories. That's basically two fifty. <laughs> That's how I count them. You know, you know how I count it? How important is this gift to me and how, how does it make me feel? And it, this person spent almost $100 to get Big Edward to cut us a commercial we'll be using for the loudest podcast for the rest of our lives. Oh my God, that's great. Can we just cut that part out where he says, maybe Big Ed should be listening to the loudest podcast and then just play that where we usually play. Yes. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the loudest podcast, you ready to start the show? Absolutely, I am. All right, thank you, Big Ed. We love you. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Goodbye, Musinex man. Welcome back to Big Ed's favorite podcast, <laughs> the loudest podcast. I'm your host, Asterios Kodos. With us is Sarantia. Hello. We got a lot. A great topics today, but I want to start out with uh, the most important news. People have been wondering all week, what are the results of the Asterios Coconos? Should I have a baby Twitter poll? You phrased it wrong. I thought you were going to say get a baby. So last week, I put up the most important Twitter poll in history. My poll titled, should I have a kid? And yes, I did have both a question mark and an exclamation mark at the end of it. Ended up getting... Nearly a thousand votes. Holy shit. Sriracha, would you care to guess the final results? I'm going to guess that no was the winner. You're going to guess that people said that I should not have a kid? Correct. Okay. Well, Sriracha, give me one of your patented loudest podcast drum rolls, please. 57.4% of our listeners voted no i should not have a baby they do not trust me with human life they think it's a bad idea and that i'm only even suggesting the idea for the content i think they might be right look i'm did i hear did i say they were wrong 42.6 percent of listeners though said yes Asterios, you should take care of another human being but in their defense a lot of them made clear in the comments that they only voted yes because they, quote, wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> I mean, why does anybody have a kid? Like, see what happens. Well, I think, look, a lot of people are like, I can't believe you're you're putting, like, something as important as, like, uh, bringing a new child into the world on Twitter. I think if more people made these Twitter polls before they shit out kids, the world might be a better place. Yeah, bro, you put more thought into this than, like, all every teen mom on the planet. They didn't even think whether they should have a kid or not. They just got knocked up and then had the kid. And it's like, hey, I mean, well, 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 yeah, let's just see what happens. Like, could be brain surgery, could be a murderer. <laughs> Who knows? No way to predict. 57.4% of our listeners say I shouldn't have a baby. They say I shouldn't have a baby. This is a goddamn outrage. You know what this is? This is a goddamn outrage. What the fuck am I supposed to do for content now? Get sued again? <laughs> Old age has mellowed me out. I'm super not into causing drama anymore. Perhaps you could do drugs again. 
I, I'm thinking about it, but it, oh, the, God, those drugs make me so tired. Is there anyone we could start drama with so I don't have to have a kid? Um, We could rail Benadryl and then start a fight with the shadow people. That is such a fucking... We try to cancel the shadow <laughs> we people. We cancel the shadow people, and then we we do enough uh, DMX or whatever. I, that's a rapper, isn't it? DMT. I don't remember what it is. Until we see not shadow, just shadow people, but shadow Twitter, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we start shitting on the shadow people on shadow Twitter, and then they shit back, and then the next thing we know, we're suing shadow people. I'm t- I look, I'm looking forward to getting into like a Twitter beef with a shadow person, so I can just put the word shadow ratio under it and just <laughs> see those black hearts roll in. Also, we want to point out surprisingly few takers on Operation. Let me borrow your kid for a week to see if I could keep one alive. And I know for a fact that both my brother and one of my best friends. Listen to this show. They could Uber their babies over here in like a half hour. Yeah, aren't you allowed to just put them in the Uber and then the Uber drops them off? Or do you got to be like 15 to do that? I don't know. Look, if you push the app, that app's got that button on it with a shield. Yeah, that's true. You just tell your kid to put keep their thumb on the shield button and then let it go. <laughs> the uh, Uber driver tries to molest them. Yeah, exactly. All right, good. Look, I'm glad we're on the same page about this. So listeners, you think I shouldn't have kids? You think I should know? Oh, you think I shouldn't have kids, listeners? Well, fuck you. I'm having eight kids, okay? I don't run an LLC called Reasonableness Incorporated. It's called Spall, though. That is a good name. And actually, maybe if we do move, I will open up Reasonableness. But I run Spite Incorporated. I'm going to have eight fucking kids out of spite. I'm going to become a daddy. A foster daddy. Oh my God. Brilliant. Why has nobody ever thought of that? <laughs> I don't know why. And no one, well, one listener of ours did pitch this to us. Listener MK24Matt. By the way, he's our only patron that pays in crypto. And that Ethereum that he paid got me into Ethereum. And now I have a lot of Ether and it's pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So he DM'd me information about New York State's foster care system. Okay. So I'm going to send you this little link right now. Uh, and it tells you exactly how much cash New York City will pay you to take care of some of these little kiddos. They pay you to take the kids? This is what I'm saying. It's like they're paying me to make content. It's like they're paying me to make TikToks and Vines. Put these kids on stickers from my Gumroad store. Yeah, can't we just get one and then like make YouTube videos of it every day about like we could pretend it has some kind of degenerative disease and be like our life, our bro with uh, <laughs> Kreutzfeldt Jakobson's disease. I this is what I'm I'm seeing a hole in the market for like. To like funny young podcasters like mm, raising like 14 or so foster kids. All right, let me send you this list. It'll, <laughs> it tells you how much money you get a month. All right, the maximum state aid rates for payment to foster parents and for adoption subsidies. In the New York State metro area, you get a one year old, a newborn, you're getting $673 a month, baby. What does metro mean? Oh, in like the New York City area. Okay. Yeah, in the New York City metro area. Now, if you live like in the sticks or something, you only get 614. Yeah, Another well, reason to live in our beautiful city where no one gets attacked <laughs> by rats. <laughs> nothing bad ever happens. Damn, these kids are worth $50 more a month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're better kids. Come on. They're higher quality. Look. You age this kid up a little bit, you get a six-year-old, you get $792 a month. You go big, you get a 12-year-old, you get $921 a month. What do you give him, like, 
$50 worth of crackers, toss them at him. That's like a month's worth of food. Yeah, 12-year-olds can basically take care of themselves. They're little adults, exactly. Like, here's your little book bag. Go to school, wherever the fuck that is. Good luck. Yeah, just walk out. It's New York. Just walk in and say you're homeless, and they'll provide you with everything that you need. Just walk into the closest school. What are they going to do? Kick a kid out of school? They'll be like, oh my God, you want to go to school? Holy fucking shit, please. You're the, you're the principal now. We love you. I mean, if I saw a kid going into a school and I was a school security guard, what am I going to do? Memorize all the freaking kids' faces? Yeah, just walk in. You're a kid. You go to school. That's where you belong. Just hop into math class. Start learning some numbers. Chop, chop. I'm starting to appreciate school now. Free babysitting. So that's how you got to think about it. Like, you and I can hang out all day, play Nintendo Switch. Let the school take care of this kid. Yeah, exactly. We could live off uh, our kid subsidies. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And look, once we figure out how to take care of, like, one 12-year-old at $921 a month, then we franchise the model. We bring in another nine. Now we're making $9,211 a month. I think we can cut like a huge profit on this. I'm thinking like we can make $8,000 easy off these kids. Oh yeah, we can live off these kids. Also, we're heroes. We're foster moms and foster dads. Oh yeah, in addition to our big fat YouTube paycheck coming every, every month. Double cure. Oh my God, you're right. We're making money from YouTube. We're making money from the state. And, this, and we're making the, you know, with... This couch could fit a lot of kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. You could put at least three on there. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you yeah, just have them cuddle up in a cuddle snuggle bottle. Oh, and they're bonding. And <laughs> they have a place to sleep and they're bonding. Yeah, they're getting the emotional support that they're probably not going to get from us. We're going to be busy, like, editing together their, like, YouTube reels, like, you know, setting them up with, like, agents, getting headshots for them. Well, that's why they have teachers, right? <laughs> you know, these porks, we have, have a lot of, like, doll clothes that I bet would fit some of these kids. Oh. Yeah, I bet we could stick that on a, I don't know, adopting a newborn to a five-year-old seems like a waste of energy. We got to go big. We gotta, you can almost double it for a 12-year-old. Yeah, I know. I think, I think we got to go big, too. You also get a clothing allowance for each kid. Uh, they'll get a dollar and 27 cents per day for clothing if they're zero years old or $38 a month. You get a diaper allowance if there's if they're zero to three. You get sixty nine dollars and forty three cents a month. That's enough to get a memo from Big Ed every month. <laughs> ten babies, ten memos. Ten memos. That's what we spent all your diaper buddy on, kids. Sorry. <laughs> I'm good. Cool. Get him a little bucket or something. He'll be fine. This is the thing that that really excites me, though. There's an even higher tier of kid. What? You get even more money if you get what they're calling one of the special children. You can get $1,480 a month. You get an exceptional kid? And I assume that means like exceptional at math, an exceptional athlete, like, you know, an exceptional talker, exceptionally funny. $2,242 a month for an exceptional kid? Is this some kind of mistake? They must have. We need to get 12 of them before the New York State Department figures out that they're giving away these kids. But then, I'm, Here's where we go. We say we're looking for exceptional actors and exceptional singers. Like, we start a little Disney Channel sitcom in our own apartment. We're, that's, you know, we're rich. Oh, my God. We're going to do numbers on TikTok. That, that's where we got to start. We get them each their own TikTok channel, and then they start doing collabs. So, like, if one of them takes off, the other nine can leech off that. And then we're leeching off of everything. Oh, yeah. Like the D'Amelios. <laughs> like how Charlie D'Amelio did those little dances. Now her whole fucking family is <laughs> riding on that paycheck. They sound pretty <laughs> exceptional to me. I know that they are exceptional, and I'm pretty sure we are both exceptional. So well, of we course are- we're exceptional. You're what Big Ed said about our show. Exceptional kids for exceptional parents. (laughs) 
Why aren't more people? Do- oh, you know what? I think I might know why more people aren't doing this, why more people aren't getting in the foster racket. Because they're not as smart as us and they don't have the means to distribute their new show, uh, Stereo Siraja and the Twelveies. <laughs> That's 12 it, kids, 12 years old. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change my last name to Baker. So I'll be a Stereos <laughs> Baker. And then we call the show Baker's Dozen. I will shit myself if that's not already a thing. We get married. We both take the last name Baker. Baker's Dozen with Asterios and Sarantia. Better than Coconos. Of course, it's be- almost anything's better than that. You know how many times I've heard a teacher mispronounce my name over the course of my life? His name is an anchor around me. All right. But anyway, so I honestly thought like, look, I could probably get like a foster kid, I don't know, two days tops. It's like, these kids need a place to live. We got a couch. Seems like a deal could be made here pretty quickly. You would think. Yeah, you would think. But so I went to the fucking New York City Department of Administration for Children's Services website, which has very bright and colorful graphics, but very harsh rules. <laughs> and uh, under it says, you know, how do you become a foster or adoptive parent? You contact the wish line at 877-676-WISH. Sounds great so far. Calling the wish line. I wish for $27,000 a month in kid bucks. <laughs> exactly. Attend an orientation. All right. Can I do that over mm, Zoom? Probably now COVID. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll be like, I'm so scared of COVID. I'm immunocompromised in that I'm immune to compromise. I refuse to go <laughs> down there. You know, all right, attend an orientation, fine. Hopefully they'll have like some snacks or cheese or something. We, you know, we can, I can take you to the bar after so you can get plastic. Yeah, they usually give out you like a complimentary breakfast with those things, right? Yeah, because I get kind of breakfast, like, you know, cheese sticks, at least it was some of those runny eggs. Fruit. Foster parents are required to attend a 30-hour certification program. Um, I, I mean, that's probably when you learn to edit your YouTube videos and put in those sad little music tracks in the background, right? <laughs> that royalty-free library they have. Yeah, that's one of the uh, it, hour-long days is you're just exploring through the royalty-free music library. All right, well, look, if I can walk out of there with a real skill, not like, if they cry, see what's wrong. Like, I know that, okay? I'm not an idiot. I had a dog for a week. Right, I know that. I don't know how to make a clickable thumbnail. <laughs> so I hope we learn that. All those thumbnails now, where they have like that hard, that like strong white outline around the characters. Like, I don't know how to do that. Okay, you practice. I've heard for one day, one of the hour classes is you practice making shocked faces for your thumbnails. Like, okay. and then you edit it. <laughs> Okay. So the audience thinks that they're clicking on something shocking. You know, I like the idea of working backwards on content from the thumbnail. <laughs> Maybe that should be our YouTube strategy. Just, just take a bunch of pictures of our faces shocked. And then, I don't know, find something that might shock us. Oh, yeah, I could find it like, my 12th foster kid said what? And in parentheses, I almost called the cops. Oh, this is so smart. My 11th foster kid is eating what? And in parentheses. He's triggered my ED. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. Now I'm getting sympathy for you as a mother and as uh, and as a victim of America's cruel, cruel body standards. I'm sorry. I started talking. You started laughing while I was talking, so I can't wait to hear what you're going to say next. My twin foster kids did something amazing, and then it could just be walking in the video and in parentheses. You do not want to miss this. 
That's fucking brilliant. My foster kid, my two foster twins play their first prank, parentheses, in the hood, parentheses, not clickbait. Okay, but do we have to go into the hood? And actually, can it be clickbait? Uh, yeah, and in parentheses, gone wrong. Oh, okay, exactly. But we're stopping there, right? Yes, we are. Oh, okay, thank goodness. So apparently, you got to go to this model approach to partnerships and parenting, aka MAP training oh no which is not the kind of training i would like our new york city foster parents to go through i don't think anybody should get map training it seems like they figured it out you know what i mean yeah i think they have it down pat maybe they're the ones teaching the course well, like God, i hope not you got to develop the special skills to meet the needs of a child you'll learn how to work with the birth parents who I would start calling your old parents or your <laughs> shitty parents. Your garbage parents. Yeah, your garbage parents. Not your cool foster dad. Hey, we're going to see your mommy that threw you away <laughs> for more heroin. <laughs> uh, you'll also learn about your rights and responsibilities as well as the support available to you, including financial subsidies. I'm glad that they closed on like what's in it for me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, medical clearance. Foster parents must be healthy enough to care for a child and required to submit medical clearances. Now, I know what you're thinking immediately. You're thinking about Whitney Way Thor, aren't you? Oh, yeah, because of that one episode where she tried to adopt a Korean kid and they were like, lose 300 pounds and we'll have a conversation. We watched an episode of my big fat fabulous life. The adoption agency was like, you're too obese to adopt kids. I've seen some pretty obese parents in Walmart. Oh, no. You see, the problem was she was trying to adopt a Korean child. And uh, she went to the adoption agent. Yes, uh-huh. I, I made the same face. She went to the adoption agent. She, she's like, I want a baby, but specifically a Korean one. And they were like, you know how Korean people feel about morbidly obese? It's like that thing I talk about. It's like, it, I really like it when people get into Korean culture, that ama- get amazed when Korean culture is Korean. Like... <laughs> Then she bitches because they're like, uh, no, you have to have a BMI requirement to adopt from Korea. And she's like, but BMI doesn't tell you anything about health. And the lady's like, well, this is what they value in their culture. And she just cried the whole episode. She's like, this is discrimination. It's like, bitch, what did you expect? Hey, hey, hey. Calling that discrimination is in itself racist, lady. <laughs> the Koreans want skinny moms? Deal with it. Yeah, go walk on a treadmill. <laughs> oh my god! Walk to Korea. Uh, all right, but uh, so apparently in America you have to get medical clearance, but I assume it's like American style medical clearance. Oh know? yeah, who who would pass a regular medical Absolutely clearance? Absolutely none of us. Background check. Uh oh. The home study provides the. F- oh, and then you have to take a home study. What's that? So foster agents would come here and they would like assess our home. And I assume like how awesome it is. Like we've got like cool posters up. We've got video game systems. We have almost 30 porgs at this point. Would you care to guess how many uh, The Big Bang Season 9 DVD box sets we have? Foster Assessor Jones? (laughs) Why, we have 12 of them. They were sent to us by one of the teenagers that listened to our podcast where we made fun of your entire system. (laughs) Which is why we're such good foster parents. We really connect with the teens. Listen, our fridge is full of food and has no meth in it. We're already like light years ahead of every all the parents that gave them up. Yeah, exactly. Come on. 
One of us is sober. Yeah. That, isn't that, look, that's that's a better deal than you're going to see in a lot of other homes. I mean, yeah, you get, you only need like one parent that's sober all the time. What else do we have here that foster kids might like? We got a lot of funny hats. We got that Wario hat. We got that cowboy hat. And like good news during the winter, like you'll be wearing those hats outside because like we used your clothing allowance on ring lights. Yeah. And it would make a very funny YouTube video if a, like my six-year-old won't stop wearing what? <laughs> and meanwhile she's crying she's like can i have my wool hat back i don't want the wario hat we're like you're gonna wear the fucking wario hat and you're gonna be charming as dick <laughs> until this hits two hundred thousand views after the successful completion of your training medical clearance background checks so what am i joining the fucking army I'm just trying to babysit a kid. Hey, hey, hey. This is way more qualification than joining the army. Yep. All you, the only thing you need to join the army is to like have a charming guy strike up a conversation with you in a dirt mall. All you have to do is either go to a mall or a public high school and sign a paper. That's all it takes to join the army. Yeah, exactly. Next thing you know, you're in the fucking army. All right. And then it's like. If you like the kid, you can adopt them. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're thinking way past the sale here. Wait, what do you mean if you like the kid? How much do we have to interact with it before we bring it home? I know, but there's this whole thing where like they want you to convert the foster to adoption. And it's like, if you'll double the rate, we'll talk about it. But like the nice thing about the foster kids program is if like the kid sucks, you just send him in an Uber and send him back to... I don't know, the orphanage or something? <laughs> I think you have to hang on to them till they're 18, right? But after they turn 18, and because we are planning on getting the 12 and ups, so that won't be very long. You just ship them out. We should just get, here's what, oh my God. <laughs> We've been thinking way too hard about this. We get foster care kids that are 17 years old and 11 months. We get them in here for a month, hang on to the cash, Go, I don't know, go out and play. You've probably got friends, right? And then in a month, they're gone. Revolving door. And every time that door revolves, cha-ching, like a cash register. Oh, my God. We could get exceptional children for a month and get $3,000. That's what some people make or working for minimum wage in this country. That's like an entire year's salary just in foster kid books. And this is how we're going to pay for the wedding. Woo! Oh, my God. Thank you, New York City foster care system. You're finally doing something good for somebody. Yeah. Well, listeners, the next time you talk to us, we very might well be rich foster parents. And also the bakers, apparently. Yeah, and also we're going to change our last name to the bakers. Now, look. We'll probably like forget. Like if Nathan Masry does anything, I'm gonna forget this entire conversation. Oh yeah, happened. totally. If Nathan Masry just tweeted the word "boo," that's an hour's <laughs> worth of content. It for really me here is on the loudest pocket. Wait a minute. Just, actually, I was bringing up Nathan Masry as a joke. What was that thing he did? He did like a half hour Zoom seminar or something. He did a half hour. It was very bizarre. It was like a half hour Zoom thing where he announced. The Garfield plush was there. I mean, obviously, it was like 30 minutes of word salad because it was Nathan. But he announced that Garfield Eats is coming back, and it is going to be in every grocery store ever in the entire world, like, All of them? as is tradition. Wow. Yeah. And he goes on. He's like, listen, 
We've done, we've been suppressed this last year. We've been suppressed by land monsters. <laughs> we've been suppressed by uh, go- the government and COVID-19. What, and the next year, 2022, is the year of no suppression. And Garfield Eats, for real this time, is going international. COVID-19 made grocery store sales skyrocket. If there were ever a time for big grocery store sales. It was during the COVID-19 pandemic when we weren't allowed into restaurants. Would you like to take a guess on what new Garfield Eats product is going to come out? I only remember one of them, but I uh, go ahead. Take I a guess. I absolutely would. Now, uh, and again, listeners, we're talking about the Garfield Eats home grocery store line of frozen foods. Right now, I think that there's a Garfield Eats lasagna because there's also a Scooby-Doo lasagna and they're clearly the exact same lasagna. My guess is that it's time for Garfield-shaped pizzas to hit the grocery freezer stores. I'm pretty sure that was one of them, but no, I remember him specifically talking about Garfield steaks. I have a little tinkling in my brain. I have an idea that he might uh, be trying to transition Scooby-Doo Eats back to Garfield Eats and then sell it as that again for some fucking reason. I don't know. I mean, look, Garfield's more popular. The interesting thing is both Scooby and Garf love food. Oh, yeah. And he's also making a documentary that is allegedly going to have, allegedly, it was so funny. He got the director of it on, and I looked up the director on IMDb, his IMDb page, and he already has an entry called Untitled Garfield Project. Somebody uploaded. Um, and he's and Nathan is clearly trying to egg this guy on to revealing like what celebrities are in talks to do something spoiler i'm sure it's nobody <laughs> but uh, nathan has is, is under the delusion that they're gonna get like fucking jennifer lopez or something on here so nathan is talking to the director he's like now mr director why don't you tell us about some celebrities that we're in talks with and the director pivots perfectly is like well i know one big celebrity that everyone loves it's nathan Mazarin. <laughs> 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 Good job, guy. <laughs> Which is like, I would never have thought of that. That was brilliant. But Nathan ain't taking that shit. So then the director is like, hey, he's forcing his hand. So he's like, oh, well, we have one celebrity who is in talks, is not confirmed, but we have spoken to Kevin Smith, that guy from the Stoner movies. Kevin Smith? Silent Bob of Jane Silent Bob? I like Kevin Smith as much as the next guy, and I think you could get him on Menmo for about $400. <laughs> I don't know what his special connection to the Garfaverse is. I, I don't know either, but I'm thrilled to find out. Didn't Nathan say that this was going to be like the world's... Because he's always like the world's first. Like, oh, it's the world's first this, the world's first Garfield thing. Like, what was it? He had like some world's first for this? He said it was the world's first Garfield documentary, which I'm pretty sure is not true. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that's not true. I want to make a documentary that comes out a day before his documentary so that the loudest podcast can have the world's first Garfield documentary. And you know what we should do? We should do it like they did that Shrek retelling. Yes. A bunch of, hey, listeners, you know a Garfield fact? Just film yourself saying it does not need to be true. <laughs> like yeah. anything else. Listeners, just film yourself saying a Garfield fact or relating like a like a touching moment where Garfield has helped your life. That also does not need to be true. Oh, yeah. No, just sit on your couch like two minute clips. We get like 10 of those. Bang, baby. We got a documentary. And we get a memo from Kevin Smith as the icing on the cake. And let's not forget, Kevin Smith sent me his CBD joints that one time. Oh, shit. You're right. Exactly. I totally forgot about that. We could touch on our weed cred. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not weed. It's CBD. It's, uh, it's fake it's, weed. It's weed, for, it's weed for old people who've made mistakes. But still, it was delicious. <laughs> I loved Snoogan's and Snooch to the Booch. 
But anyway, we can get Kevin Smith. I know we can get Kevin Smith. I have. I have to pitch him my new CBD name flavor. <laughs> oh, which which is weed. I'm sorry. It's weed. <laughs> flavored like weed, and it smells like weed, and it is weed. <laughs> So it's not really a flavor. It's more of a strain. It's a new strain of CBD. No, it has CBD in it. It's weird. It's also CBD, but it's called weed. But we sell it like a CBD joint, so we could sell it in all states. Okay. Look, I mean, we're, we're, it sounds like we're going to be pitching about a lot of stuff. And listen, if we, we have to fight fire with fire, you have a terrible Garfield documentary idea, I have a terrible CBD idea. They come together like fire and ice. I'm telling you, that's the CBD joint I most want out of any CBD joint in the world. Weed? What, weed? That sounds great. I love it. And then if that hits the shelves and does well, we get meth. <laughs> <laughs> meth flavored? CBD? No, it's a vial of methamphetamine. Okay, so we're, so we're getting away from like the joint concept. No, but it does have a CBD joint in the package, but it also comes with meth. So the joint is kind of just like a fun treat. Yeah, uh-huh. While you're smoking meth. But we sell it as two joints. We say it is two joints. So that way we can sell it on all 50 of the United States. What if but- we call it Breaking Rad? Oh, that's good. There you go. <laughs> that's real good. All right, well, we got the branding down. Now we just need to... Sell meth, I guess. And our next flavor, <laughs> painkillers. <laughs> all of them. You keep saying flavor. I don't think that's the word you... Uh, you want probably strain or variant or... No, nope. t- nope. Flavor? It's flavor so you like want to have the flavor of Valium. Yes. The delicious taste of Xanax, of a Xanny bar. I mean... By the way... How come no one's made a chocolate bar called a Zanny bar? A chocolate bar that just chills you the fuck out. Oh, and it could be have like the lines like it. Yeah, you've exactly. seen a, you break the Xanax bar. I don't know. The kids are super into Xanax. They're super into weed. I think if we mix them together, we would have a really winning product combo. Where the hell are the kids getting all this goddamn Xanax? They, they prescribe it like candy now, man. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They prescribe somebody who happens to be a connoisseur of anti-anxiety and depression medication. <laughs> they prescribe this shit like very liberally and I don't think they should be doing that especially Xanax because like the ones that they give out for people that have like panic attacks at least this is what I, I my psychiatrist has told me is Ativan mm. which you're supposed to put it under your tongue and it like immediately hits your bloodstream apparently Xanax is like a slow release thing so if you have anxiety all day you can take a Xanax and it'll be la- longer lasting but they are very liberal with the prescriptions I think in my opinion Opinion. God damn it. When I went to a fucking psychiatrist a couple of years ago and I tried to get ADHD medication, he just told me to stop drinking and lose weight. And I was like, okay, but can I have some pills? He was like, no, you can't. They'll bore a hole through your heart. This is thin privilege at work. It is, uh-huh. People like you, you model types marching in there, walking out with a Chanel purse full of Xanax, while hardworking lumber sexuals with big beards that... <laughs> I don't even know why I need this beard. I don't go outside. My face is not that cold. Can't get our hands on any of these sweet, sweet Zany bars I keep hearing about from my favorite SoundCloud rappers. I don't know. Is your problem... Your problem might be that you're talking to uh, your therapist and not a psychiatrist. Psychiatrists do not give a fuck. You just sit down. If you start talking about your feelings or your childhood, they're just like, shut up, shut up. Take this prescription. Shut up and get out of my office. No, I went to a psych. <laughs> oh, I really? went to a psych. He was there. 
His friend Gus was there. They uh, have a very interesting way to solve crimes. And I know, you know, that I'm not telling the truth. Okay, look. I just like talking about psych, I'll be honest with you. It's fun to talk about psych. That's I've, my favorite. It's my second favorite thing to force into any conversation besides mom. Never in my single life have I seen a single episode of psych. Not even psych the musical? No, there's a musical. Oh, yeah. It, was, it, it launched Peacock. Really? Yeah, because these psych people are fucking out of control. I'm telling you, psych panels at Comic-Con happen at Hall H. These psych fans are ravenous for their favorite fake psychic real detective. That's disgusting. I think psych is actually on my list of things I refuse to watch because I knew somebody in college who was incredibly fucking annoying and obsessed with them. Alongside uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, and... No, I think that's it. <laughs> no, another show like that, I, I, I'm the same way. Scrubs, I'm not doing it. Really? I watch Scrubs. Scrubs is good. You watch, wait, how much Scrubs have you seen? Did I've you seen watch like, Scrubs Medical School? No, I've seen multiple seasons of Scrubs and I had to stop watching it because I got so annoyed with the point of like, every episode is the exact same thing. JD lies and <laughs> for of, for some reason, JD lies and then he cannot keep his fucking mouth shut. He's like a toddler with ADD and he feels physically in pain so he ends up word vomiting at the absolute worst time and then he learns nothing and the next episode starts for me it was that theme song you don't like, like the theme song like i can't do it all. i'm no superman like i uh, something about it really it was like nails on a chalkboard but speaking of chalk i like sarah chalk wait what the hell are we talking right we gotta beat nathan mesmer in this fucking movie yeah. oh fuck if we keep getting distracted like this we're never gonna meet him we just have to beat him by one day we need the world's first girl oh actually hold on let me just google real quick Garfield documentary. Yeah, no, I'm going to Google it too and see if I find anything. Because I bet, I bet there's already one. I immediately found a Garfield documentary. What's it called? It's called Cardinal Cinema, the story of Jim Davis. It's 25 minutes long and it won three regional Emmy Awards. Best Nostalgia Program, Best Non-Live Director, and Best Writer. It aired on public television station WIPB, which is associated with Ball State University. <laughs> well, <laughs> sizzle, Ball So Hard University. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Oh, okay. Let's just move on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, see, I googled Garfield documentary and all I got was a bunch of murder documentaries about Andrew Garfield. About who? Andrew Garfield, our president. Okay, I don't. When you say murder documentaries, do you mean documentaries about... I don't know. I skimmed. I saw the word murder and Andrew Garfield. Murder of a president. You said a murder documentary about Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is the second actor to play Spider-Man. I'm sorry. You, you thought I was referring to a Spider-Man actor and not President... What is it? It's not Andrew Garfield. Who is it? What's his name? James Garfield. Holy fuck. See? Do you <laughs> can see what listeners? I was not... Because Andrew Garfield, he's guy who's like, I'm Spider-Man. You know? Oh, no. It's Electro. But then every time you see him in the behind-the-scenes documentary, he's like, when I took the role of Spider-Man, I uh, thought to myself, like, uh, I need my own spin. Uh, uh, no pun intended. Or the web slinger of twist. <laughs> yes. This is why I should never be hired for any job. Oh, my God. I was so sure I had the name of... Pop culture has rotted my fucking brain. I was so sure that was a president's name. Holy shit. Yeah. This might be the dumbest episode of the show 
we have ever done. I think this is maybe the stupidest I've ever seen shown on this podcast. I mean, I've had a big show my ass out moments before, but that I was so confidently wrong. Yeah, but also like you, we started the episode with uh, with talking about Big Ed. Now we're talking about Nathan Masry. We're talking about selling flavored meth, but with the Kevin Smith branding on it. And look, we got some segments coming up that are much, much stupider. For example, did you know that Timothy Chalamet used to have a YouTube channel? I'm sorry, what? Timothy Chalamet. The Twinkie Kid from Dune and some other movies. You actually know a lot more about Timothy Chalamet movies than I do, right? I just know he's a twinky little boy that teens like. Yeah, exactly. I, I know he was in that movie where like he, he fell in love with like a much older man. Or he was, but anyway, he used to have a YouTube channel where he reviewed his favorite modded video game controllers. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. I actually have a clip of it. I'm going to play for you right now. Oh, thank you. And now it's time for Controller Tiffles with Timothy Chalamet. Oh, oh, sorry. I got scared of the microphone. I'm Timothy Chalamet, and today we'll be looking at this rare 20th anniversary PlayStation 4 controller that's been modified with a Kirby. Oh, it's ever so lovely. As you can see, my marshmallow friend floats fleely alongst the facade. Flit, flit, flitting along the... Oh, no, I've dropped it! Oh, the damage is critical! My puffy pink pal. My marshmallow mate. My hungry, hungry hero. Oh, oh, oh. My father shall beat me ever so badly. This has been... Controller Tiffles with Timothy Chalamomono. That was beautiful. I never knew that Timothy Chalamet had such sticky fingers, slippy fingers. Yeah, he's a little, he gets sweaty because he's so nervous. Like imagine Stuart Little in our great big world. Oh, relatable. That's Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, you're so tiny, you can't even open some doors. I couldn't open a sauce jar today. You could, and... I saw the knife marks on the lid. You tried your best to, like, bang that thing open with the knife before coming to me. I did. I tried all my stupid BuzzFeed hacks. None of them worked. You can get so far in the rise for female independence, but you cannot beat the spaghetti jars. Oh, you know what? I'm just glad you tried before coming to me. Because there was a long time in our relationship where you would immediately go to me. I'm like, dude. Give it a shot. Is it that much of a fucking inconvenience to open a damn jar? It's not that much, but it's like, what if I'm not around and you're hungry? This is what happened to Bean Dad. Right now, <laughs> you're putting me in a real Bean Dad situation. Bean Dad's just trying to make sure that this girl can eat a fucking can of beans if he's uh, not around. Next thing you know, my brother and my brother and me has a brand new theme song. Oh, speaking of Bean Dad, I recently found out my new fun way to troll my parents. And oh, this is yes. the most fun I've had since Photoshopping that wolf. <laughs> apartment yes. <laughs> so uh at one point my mom was talking to me on the phone and she says something she was describing a recipe to me she's like open get a can opener and open a can of corn or something i was like what's a can opener and that went for i shit you not like 45 minutes she was appalled and she totally bought it she's like you have a can opener don't you saraja i was like what is a key tell me what it is first and then i'll tell you if i have it she's like what are those things with the little metal wheel that you turn? And I was like, the pizza cutter. It says, no, a can opener. It's, 
I made her describe a can opener for like 40 minutes. It was awesome. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Kids, you gotta play that prank on your fucking parents and record it. Try to convince them that you don't know what a can. Be like, yeah, yeah, when I get a can, yeah, it's got that little opener on the top and you pull back on it, you open the can. Yeah, oh my God, you should do it. Just call your parents and be like, I bought this can of spaghetti sauce for some reason. I guess the pull tab broke off, so I've been stabbing it with a knife for 40 minutes. Do you, have, do you know where I'm supposed to stab it? And then they'll describe a can opener. You be, you t- act like you've never heard of it before. You are so smart. Oh my, Sriracha. <laughs> this has gone from our dumbest episode to our most brilliant episode. Also, notice how I'm saying our most brilliant episode. Like, I, I kind like slid in there and took a little credit i think i think you're doing great i think you and timothy chalamet i mean it really is all of our episode you me and timothy chalamet and our 12 foster kids timothy chalamet makes three look if we can adopt 12 timothy chalamets we're making money from the state we're making money from the dune series it's like oh my god being a parent seems so fucking easy it's gotta be you just collect you pass go collect $2,000, $2,000, throw them a birthday party. <laughs> Look at all these school guys are slot machines. Throw them a birthday party, give them $10 worth a quarter and send them into a Chuck E. Cheese and go, just text me when you're done. Make them very good at a sport and then send them to the Olympics and then get those royalty checks. Yeah, that's a fucking great idea. And go, and then can you bring home one of those cardboard beds? <laughs> oh, yeah. We need more places. I, I, we got some more Fosties coming in. Oh, yeah. My God. The cardboard no fuck beds. Double. We were yeah. teaching them about birth control and giving them a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. We're the best parents ever. Woo. All right. Well, uh, we'll be right back after this with Word Loves Podcast. And maybe Big Ed should be listening to the loudest podcast. Terror took place when I got hit by a rat in the face face was debased when I got hit by that rat in the face. I really, 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 really wish that rat had behaved. I left the human race when I got hit by a rat in the face. Welcome to the Ratcast. I'm, uh, uh, it's the Ratcast with Cheezer and Sarantia. I'm Cheezer. I'm Cheezer now. Maybe I've always been cheeser. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to kick things off uh, like we do every week with rat news. Uh, from the New York Times last week, uh, headline reads, New York City rats, they're in the park, on your block, and even at your table. I can think of another place they were. Can you think of another place rats might have been last week? Sarancha? Was it in the subway? Yes, but that's not the place I'm thinking about. What's the place you were thinking? You, on my face! <laughs> there were rats on my face! New York Times didn't even talk to me about this article. So I got this article, and this article is going viral, and everyone's like, oh, isn't it so funny? Rats have taken over New York City. It's not funny. If someone in our YouTube comments for last week's episode, uh, they wrote, uh, Uncomfortable comedy is not funny. It doesn't work for the office and it doesn't work for you guys. The first half of the show is great. Jesus Christ, that was awful. Yeah, I agree (laughs) with you. It's not funny. These rats are a serious problem. This is not a joke. These are serious issues. Yeah. So I got this New York Times article open and it's like, 
Brittany Brown and her friends were finishing an outdoor dinner in Chelsea recently from the corner of her eye. She thought she saw something move near the edge of their table. Moments later, she thought she saw it again. It's a rat. Just say it's a rat, okay? I, I, I don't know why you're taking so long. It's a rat. Who is this Courtney person? This is the first time seeing a rat in New York City. Like, oh, is it, what was your first time seeing a stop sign? <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I don't know why this is in the New York Times. It says, uh, oh, okay, it said the rat was on their table at the restaurant. Okay, that is scary if the rat goes on your table. Yeah, especially if they're inside. <laughs> Well, you know, this is interesting. They're sitting outside in those like little outside COVID shelter things. Apparently, you know who really likes the fact that like all the parking spaces have been turned into outdoor dining areas? Is it the rats? Yes, it's the rats. <laughs> they love it. They have easy access to food and humans and they love both of those things, clearly. That means that Joe Biden, by extension, Andrew Fauci is responsible for this. I wouldn't put it past them. Someone's got to tell Newsmax about this. <laughs> Quick. Rodents are among New York's permanent features, but across the city, one hears the same thing. They are running amok like never before. You know, people talk a lot of shit about the New York Times. They got this fact right. Through Wednesday... There have been more than 21,000 rat sightings reported to 311 this year, compared with only 1,500 in 2019 and 1,200 in 2014. These rats are doubling <laughs> by the year. This is getting out of control. And I don't think that's, I don't think maybe the rats aren't getting out of control. Maybe the number of people calling the police on the rats is getting, what's the police going to do? More no, well, it's 311, not 911. Well, yeah, but what's the point of calling them and being like, I saw a rat in the park? Okay, you know what? I'm going to call 311 right now. I'm going to report a rat sighting. Okay. And let's see what they do. All right, cool. Yeah, so I just called 311. I couldn't call them on the air because they defend real crime. Wiretapping. <laughs> they were very unsympathetic about the fact that I was reporting getting hit in the face with a rat last week at the Halloween parade. I can't believe they didn't retroactively do something about that rat incident that happened a week ago. Why can't they hunt down that rat? I'm just asking them to find one rat. That one. What do they expect them to do? The New York police, like, when you call 311 about seeing a rat, what, okay, I could kind of understand if it was in, like, a restaurant mm -hmm. or something. I was sure as shit would call 311 if I saw a rat, like, in a restaurant. But, like, if you just see it, what are 21,000 rats? inside restaurants i mean i no doubt they are but are twitter people really calling about rats inside i imagine like at least half of these people are just calling about a rat they saw outside expect the police to come over and shoot it or something can i tell you what i was hoping for as a victim of a rat attack what i was hoping for from 311 a little sympathy i was hoping for the lady to go Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you, especially on Halloween, the coolest night of the year. And this was supposed to be the craziest Halloween ever. We're finally out of the pandemic. We're all out there dressed like Peter Pan and Jack Skellington. No one's trying to be dressed like Ratface, the <laughs> podcaster that got hit in the face with a rat. <laughs> Instead, they just said, oh, you got a lot of complaints. Would you like some cheese with that wine? She was just like, oh, look, I'll take your report. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. Send me something. 
Make me feel better. You know, like they do at Starbucks, those customer pacifiers, where if you complain, they'll just give you a coupon. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Give me one of those. It's like, I don't know. Here's $5 off your Power Bowl this year. Sorry you got hit in the face with a rat. Here's $5 off Mousetraps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a, here's a Metro card, okay? So you can go to where they live. So you can go rat watching. So you can go Maybe next time you won't be such a pussy about this. I'm a concerned citizen. Okay, back to the article. There have also been 15 cases this year, the most since 2006, of leptosporosis, which can cause serious liver and kidney damage and, in the city, typically spreads via rat urine. One case was fatal. Now... I've been telling you all day that I'm going to the doctor tomorrow to get a bunch of blood tests, and I've been waiting for you to ask me why. Why are you going to the doctor to get a bunch of blood tests, Asterios? Because I'm concerned I might have leptorosis. <laughs> oh, a person you're... died from leptorosis. You're so fucked, too, if you get leptorosis, because I'm sure your liver is already working at not full capacity. Oh, you think I might be fucked if I got permanent kidney and liver damage from the rat that pissed on my face as it <laughs> fell off a building? And by the way, I don't blame the rat for pissing. If you're falling off, if you're falling out of an airplane, you're going to take a whiz, too. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably piss my pants if I fell from a 12-story building. <laughs> yeah, but my piss has diseases that probably don't fuck up your liver and kidney permanently. I mean, according to some people, you can't drink it. So. <laughs> you can drink your own piss? Yeah, Bear Grylls. So, well, that, you, have you ever seen that guy? I need to drink my own urine. <laughs> you know, if these rats acted more like Bear Grylls, we'd have fewer rats in the city because they'd be dying of their own piss disease. That's true. We should introduce like a rat STD. I'm listening. And then like if we, we could create in a lab a rat STD and then inject like a couple rats with it and <laughs> set them free. Whole city is obliterated <laughs> like 20 days. So you're talking about... Uh bioengineering a brand new disease to help control a population. I think I know someone who can help us. The biggest rat of them all, Dr. Andrew Fauci. <laughs> all right, well, anyway, the spike in rats is mostly in areas long known as infested. In one such area, Manhattan's East Village, which was where I got hit in the face <laughs> with a rat. It was evident on a recent... Friday night. When Asterios Kokodos was hit in the face of the rat. <laughs> uh, Gina Hearn, a lawyer, said she'd never seen so many rats on her block, East 3rd Street. Quote, they're everywhere and they're fat. Apparently, uh, she has to jingle her keys when she approaches the front door of a building because rats, to scare the rats away. Oh my God, Jesus. Yeah, so if you see me fucking going around the city using my keys like maracas, like just shaking my, just shaking one set of keys with one hand and making a classic key fist with the <laughs> other. So you can also punch the rats. Yeah, exactly. Just some sort of anti-rat Pied Piper. Just hold it on your face like this. So if the rats <laughs> try to get on your face again, they'll impale themselves. I am good. Uh, that's it. I'm getting one of those umpires mask or master catcher's mask. I'm just covering it with keys. You should get one of those masks. Like, what's it called? Pinhead. Pinhead. Yeah. You, the pins shoot out. And then you, if a rat falls on you, it dies. Oh, great. Then I got shish kebab rats all over it. I'm just walking around the city. But you take your revenge. That's true. Pinhead did enjoy doing that. All right. So there is uh so, so, you know, now we're going to get to our segment. Good news. Rat news. <laughs> 
I've already given you the rat news, which is they have a disease I've never heard of that killed someone this year. Uh, maybe two people. We'll find out tomorrow when I go to the doctor. Let's see. Here's the good news. The incoming mayor to New York City. Is a rat. <laughs> God damn <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I put this? I'm sorry. Uh, no, the incoming mayor uh, to New York City, Eric Adams. Uh, I found this article about him in Curbed, and the headline reads, Eric Adams won't stop talking about his rat bucket. <laughs> Tell me more about your rat bucket, Eric Radams. <laughs> so Eric Radams, uh, he was, before he became mayor of New York City, he was the uh, borough president of Brooklyn. He was our borough president. And shows you how connected we are to our burr that we'd never heard of this guy. Not even one time. So uh, here we go. Uh, New Yorkers have uh, plenty of reasons to be skeptical of Eric Adams as mayor. But if there's one issue Mayor Adams will be able to unite New Yorkers around, it's killing rats. Just this week, (laughs) during an interview on the Power 105 FM radio show, The Breakfast Club, Adams reiterated that there is an amazing rat trap that he's funded for use in Brooklyn and that he wants to expand to use citywide. The device is the infamous rat bucket that Adams demonstrated (laughs) at his 2019 rat summit at Brooklyn Borough Hall. He calls it his silver bullet for the city's rodent problem. It's a bucket-shaped trap that lures rodents in with the scent of food. Okay, so check this out. Here's how it works. Right, you put like a turkey dinner on, on like top of like a bucket, right on the lid of a bucket. So the rats try to get in and eat the turkey dinner. The floor falls down and they fall into a vinegary solution that not only dissolves them, skin, bones, and all, <laughs> but the vinegar helps mask the scent of decaying and like acidifying <laughs> rat corpse. So Mayor Adams, he wants to go around the city and just install these like dunk tanks for rats. Deadly dunk tanks. And so right now, if you see one of these in Brooklyn, like these are around in Brooklyn right now, if you go and you lift the lid, there's just dozens of dead rats inside <laughs> these buckets on the street. And people wonder why. <laughs> No one wants to live in New York City anymore. I mean, I'm for, frankly, I would rather be smelling your, uh, vinegar than the normal scent of New York, which is homeless person urine. Yeah, and rat urine. <laughs> which one is deadlier than the other? A dozen reporters were gathered around Mr. Adams when he gleefully displayed a plastic bin containing blobs of rat floating around in a mouse grape <laughs> stew. The New York Times reported back in 2019. They are now uh, indoctrinating him into the soup maker cartel. It's just this rat maker cartel. I mean, it's like the, it's the ultimate antithesis to Ratatouille. Instead of a rat that makes stew, it's a stew made of rat. That movie would have been much shorter. And much better if you asked me. That rat got away with too much. He was way too close to Panini's face or whatever that kid's name was. Uh, It was a ghastly spectacle, continued the New York Times, and the odor was stomach churning. Adams clearly loved the grossed out responses. Sometimes you need to see it for yourselves to get the shock effect, he said. Sriracha, would you like to see one of these rat buckets drown a bunch of rats? Fuck yeah, I would. All right. Let me send you the YouTube video. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh my God, I'm so excited. This is the most excited I've ever been to watch a YouTube video.
That was great. That was gross. Oh, oh yes, it was gross. We just watched a lot of rats drown to death, and that was fantastic. Excuse you, they drowned in vinegar, so their bones probably melted. <laughs> okay, that's true. You know, look, I voted for this Eric Adams guy because the other guy seemed crazy. I'm glad that me and him are aligned on the important issues, like torturing the rats before they die. Yeah, I am uh, in alignment. I'm a one-issue voter. That vote is, do we make the rats pay? <laughs> My vote is yes. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, well, listen, speaking of rats that deserve to pay, our next segment is called Rats Off to the Listeners. <laughs> um, in this segment, uh, we hear from you, the listeners, about your experiences with these uh, horrible, horrible creatures. Uh, Zach the Snack in our Discord wrote, Asterios' rat story brought back a horrible childhood memory I'd repressed for years. Well, first off, you're welcome. Uh, I was taking a poo and minding my own business when I heard the menacing sound of a rat. I looked around, saw no rat, and continued to go about my business. Seconds later, I heard splashing in the toilet bowl. I shot up, turned around, and saw a rat in the toilet buried in my shit. <laughs> I slammed the lid and kept flushing till I heard the sweet sounds of silence. It took me months to be able to comfortably shit again without having a panic attack and checking the bowl every few minutes. I know you're paying stereos. I was forever changed by that event. I wasn't aware rats could invade my home through the toilet. And to this day, I wish I was still blissfully ignorant. Best wishes, Zach the Snack. This is what I keep trying to tell people, Sriracha. They'll ruin your life and rob you of your future. They'll rob you of your fucking peace of mind, apparently. Apparently, everyone who has an interaction with a rat is dying. Maybe that's why they called 311, because everyone has been hit with rats. Yeah, exactly. You're traumatized. you got to talk to somebody. you got to get it out. The toilet is supposed to be where we're the safest. It's the only place I could really express myself. Exactly. I'm, I'm, on, I'm in the toilet at work. Well, back when I had to go to the office, I go to the toilet like six times a day, play Hearthstone, catch up on texts, watch YouTube videos. And now, are you ever going to feel safe on a toilet again? Here's what I'm going to need to get. I'm going to need to get one of those sink strainers and just screw it into the bottom of the toilet. And how's my poop going to get through there? I guess I'm going to have to mash it through with a mortar and pestle. Yeah, you just mash it through and that looks like that Play-Doh spaghetti. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. The only way to keep my butt... Look, what's worse than a rat getting on your face? A rat getting access to your butthole. Can we agree on this? Oh, yeah, of course. And the bathroom is like, that's really low blow because that's supposed to be our safe space. Exactly. Let me tell you, my friends, my friends that I go visit sometime, they're missing a door on their bed. <laughs> and I never felt more exposed. They just started taking a shit and realizing that anybody could walk down the hallway and see me right now. Why don't they at least nail a big <laughs> towel to where the door would normally be? You know, a sheet. There's classic that's, poor people tricks like this. That's a million dollar question, isn't it? Do you want to bring a hammer and nails there and one of our sheets and make them a brand new door? Maybe draw a door a doorknob <laughs> on it with a sharpie. Maybe we could get one of those Japanese folding screens. Like those big things put it in front of the toilet at least so you can shit in peace. Mm, so we can see your sexy silhouette while you're taking a sexy dump. They have the shittiest bathroom. I have 
ever seen mm-hmm. in any apartment. I've seen some shitty college <laughs> dorm bathrooms, but their toilet is amazing. The way this bathroom is designed. I hope they listen to this and move. So, okay. When you're sitting on the toilet, the bathroom is shaped like a triangle. What? What? <laughs> How? you not. Wait, okay. can I just tell you what I think that is? Yeah. I think a landlord was like, I think I found a way to turn one bathroom into two bathrooms. And then just the other apartment has the other bathroom. Yeah, probably. Fucking probably. Yeah. Okay, so it's a triangle. Uh, I guess not a triangle. Just a teardrop shape is more accurate. That's even weirder. So when you're sitting on the toilet, your knee is touching the bowl of the sink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's installed right next and to your left you have about three inches between you and the bathtub and then in front of you you have like maybe three and a half feet it's the worst fucking bathroom oh and no door i mean i'm sure there was a door there at some point but it it is it truly is terrifying the no door really is the icing on the cake the bathroom was horrible before you told me there was no door no i like it even less um you got to do something for these girls there's just there's doors on the street. People are throwing away doors all the fucking time. You can make a video called the door challenge in New York. In, 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 anywhere you want it. Uh, that's yeah. You're. I asked them. I asked them. I was like, your door fell off. Why don't your landlord come do something? Because they they're living under the funniest slumlord I've ever heard of in my life. Like TV sitcom funny. So like apparently their rent includes trash like trash pickup like the place they live you have to pay for trash pickup but the landlord just i feel like paying for trash pickup (laughs) so what he told them to do is take their bags of garbage and across the road there's a big dumpster because across the road there's like this little restaurant so after a while the restaurant caught them putting trash in the dumpster and put a lock on it so then they contacted their landlord and they were like hey they put a lock in the dumpster where are we supposed to put our trash now and he says okay sends them a map to a cafe down the road (laughs) where they can dump their trash. And after walking there, I went with them the first time. It's about a block away. You have to drag your trash. About a block away. The dumpster is locked behind a fence. So there's a cafe right next to like a vacant lot, but the lot is fenced off and the dumpster is in there. So what they have to do is toss their trash (laughs) over the chain link fence. I hope it lands in the dumpster. Can you know what I would do? Oh, tell me. I would just start leaving my trash in front of the building until the building got ticketed. <laughs> because the landlord has to pay that ticket. And then it's like, okay, well, you can either pay the ticket or you could pay the $4 for the city. So they'll pick up your fucking trash. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You're right. He's like Mr. Furley or Mr. Roper. Holy shit. All right, last segment of the Rat Cast with Cheezer and Srancha. Uh is a segment. It's it's one of our fan favorite segments on the show. Listeners are always like, "When are you going to do another one of these? We love it." And it's like, well, "We can't do it every week, or it'll we won't be special." But this week, we're bringing it back for you. It's time for Chitter or Skitter. Chitter or Skitter. Chitter or Skitter. I'm going to bring in a rat fact <laughs> and Sriracha. You tell me if it makes you chitter with joy. Or skitter away into the wall. Skitter into the vinegar bucket. Skitter skitter into the world's worst dunk tank. Uh, All right. This week's Chitter or Skitter comes from, and this is not a joke, 
Ratclub.org. It's, of course, the worst club I can think of. It's, a, it's about a fun activity that you can set up for your rat called pee fishing. Have you ever heard of pee fishing? Which is not when a rat pees in my <laughs> face and I have to go to the doctor. And fish it out of your lungs. <laughs> fish this disease out of my kidneys. No, I can say with confidence that I've never heard of pee fishing. Well, it's a fun activity that they suggest you do with your rat on a hot summer day. You uh, take a fairly flat dish, they suggest, like a paint roller tray, and you pour in some lukewarm water, add frozen peas to the water, and then place the tray on a flat surface, uh, and then just add rats. <laughs> Let's rat go get the peas. And you watch them dive for the tasty <laughs> treats. Ratclub.org says some water-loving rats will be bold and jump right in. Others may just perch on the side and grab the peas with their paws. Either way, it's great fun for them and great fun for you to watch. I think we have very different definitions of fun. Sriracha? Yeah, this just sounds like a salad with extra steps. I'm going to skitter back to my cage and eat out of my food bowl. So you're going to skitter away into the walls where you're going to come out late at night and then uh, take a... Little tiny dumps on the kids' toys and things like that. Yeah, going to come out late at night, eat a uh, gram of cocaine, and immediately die. <laughs> do rats do that? I saw some kind of uh, story. It was like a news story of like, rat gets caught in vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> rat gets caught in ATM, eats $10,000, dies. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to turn on rats a little bit. I like the idea that this rat is sticky is fucking the banks over. If we He sacrifices his life. He saves his life to hurt Merrill Lynch's bottom line. Listeners, I think we all know what we have to do. We have to go get slices of American cheese and we have to stick them into those credit card slots. Like, let's do this. We'll get the because, you know, it, it detects the card. Yeah. Have a little bit of card, but then wrap the rest of it in cheese. Yeah, you, uh, and when you go to open the machine to, like, take the cat out, you just stick a slice of cheese in the side. <sighs> That's way better. That's a much smarter way to do it. Yeah, yeah. go go withdraw $20. Go withdraw, actually, withdraw all the money you have in this account. Because <laughs> <laughs> the rats are going to eat Because the rats are going to eat Let's just throw some cheese in there. Fight the power. Take the whole system down. Roro, skitter, skitter for fighting the power. This okay. I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I'm thinking too harshly of comrade rats. Um, okay. Well, that was the rat cast with Cheezer and Sarantia. This has been eye opening. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, we'll see you next week and every week from now on because I'm a different person. I've been changed by this experience. I don't like who I am and I don't like who I'm becoming. We'll talk to you next week. Next week, we'll be legally joining our assets and then we'll be trying a new fun game called Dive into the Vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, these rat buckets can hold like a dozen rats, but they found one of these buckets that was broken because a 40-pound rat got <laughs> into the bucket and got the food oh, no. and got out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
How did he get out? He was supposed to be melted. Because he was so fucking big. He like climbed out before the melt happened. Oh, yes. Rat traps cost like $400. I mean, yeah, like for him, it must be like a human getting a mild sunburn. Like you feel bad for a little bit, but you did get your pellets. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, you got to think about it like this. They just kind of waxed his fur. It was just like a little haircut for this giant rat. So like these rat buckets aren't the aren't the be all end all of saving the city. Eric Adams wants to provide rats with free public <laughs> services while our Brooklynites starve. <laughs> Vote no to rat handouts. <laughs> God, if they put little rainbow cookies in there, I'm telling you right now, you'd have to find a new co-host for this podcast. I love rainbow cookies. And maybe Big Ed should be listening to the loudest podcast. <laughs>